everybody, sorry I'm late. I crash landed on a strange planet with a sad, strange little man, and I wasn't quite sure what I was gonna do, but I had a rude awakening when I found out I was a toy! You're listening to This Film Is Not Yet Created, the podcast where we make our own versions of movie sequels that never got made. I'm your host, Chris Rivas, and with me as always is my co-host, Mr. Steve Grande. Hi, sorry I'm late, but I was cleaning up this planet in a dystopian future. And then I saw the love of my life. It was a lady robot. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, we have a very special guest for you. Uh, very special for a number of reasons. Maybe m- most high among them, I don't know what I'm saying, is that uh, he was Steve and I's first roommate uh, at our Original house member. Original house mm-hmm. member who's branched out and he's on spread his wings and fly, flown away from the nest. Um, he's a very funny comedian who does uh, improv, sketch, and stand-up. He used to be seen around town. I don't think anybody's seen around town anymore. Um, but uh, please welcome to the show a very, very good friend, Mr. Thomas Farley. Hey, thank you. Sorry I'm late. A uh, soap salesman convinced me to get in a fist fight with a bunch of dudes in my basement. And, uh, <laughs> I, I should I should be telling you this. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you better be careful. Then yeah, I'll come after your balls or something. I might break something. <laughs> Today we are talking Galaxy Quest. Uh, Tom, why why are we doing Galaxy Quest? Galaxy Quest is a uh, it's an old childhood favorite of mine, and it is um, the best Star Trek movie. I would of agree. All time. Yeah. Um, however, not being a Star Trek movie, it still is the best one. Yep. I agree. Uh, so I went online to try and like rewatch this in preparation for this and it's not available for free anywhere, but what is available for free is this fan made documentary that's on Amazon. And I think it's just called never surrender, but it's all about galaxy quest 20 years later. They have a couple interviews with people that were on the show with mm-hmm. part of the project. But they also have a lot of interviews with people who have nothing to do with it. Like the guy that created the Arrow and Flash TV show. Is We're just fans? Interviewed. Yeah. Yeah. This um, is like a real... A yeah, re- yeah. This isn't like a parody? No. They're interviewing like Damon Lindelof about it and all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, well, I guess that's kind of like the beginning of the disaster artist where they just have a bunch sure. of famous people yeah. talking about yeah, the they're movie. They're interviewing Paul Shear. <laughs> Of course, yeah, dude, just... <laughs> Paul Shear. That's what Paul Shear's brand is. Yeah, is doing those I love the right, whatever. Right, that is true. VH1. Yeah. yeah, it sort of did feel like a, a VH1. I'm I love the Galaxy Quest. <laughs> uh, one thing that that pointed out that I didn't realize is that uh, David Mamet, a few years back, came out with this list of like perfect movies, right? And part of it is The Godfather and galaxy quest was not is on the list of Mm. perfect movies and i could totally see that except for one scene early in the movie that i think is the most unrealistic thing in the entire movie and it's they're at this convention (laughs) and they're signing autographs for everybody right and jason the headlining act for your convention of fans is using the public restroom with the fans. 
Yeah, they, they, these, <laughs> these Comic-Cons are very low budget. They yeah. No green room for, there, for there, Jason. There was a green room. They showed it. <laughs> Chris, this... <laughs> They have handlers. We saw their handlers. This was Comic-Cons in 1999. (laughs) Shit ain't that big back then. Like, these guys were basically B-list stars now. Maybe less. Sure. I mean, I get that the purpose is that he goes from being the guy that loves the attention to being, uh, you know, Captain Kirk, whatever the... I forget his name. Uh, Tagger. Tiger. No, no. Who played Jason Captain B- Kirk? Oh, Shatner? Shatner. Chris Pine. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Shatner, who famously hates Star Trek fans and all that attention. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just That's the only thing that I'm like, eh. I was watching uh, on YouTube this afternoon. I guess it must have been like a bonus feature mm-hmm. on the DVD, but it was like Galaxy Quest. 20 years later and has all the actual characters and it's a mockumentary. Okay. And they were completely making fun of themselves um, as that's, real people. That's awesome. So like <laughs> Tim Allen is like, yeah, before Galaxy Quest, you might have known me from my TV show Good Neighbor where all you saw was yes. my head peeking out from yes. behind the fence. I love that. It was like <laughs> he was the neighbor in, in Home Improvement. <laughs> love that. That was something... That was brought up in this documentary. They're talking about it. And uh, amongst the, they don't give you very many nuggets of like actual information on backstory. But one of them was that uh, they had Harold Ramis initially planned to direct it. And he wanted Kevin Klein or a couple other people, which would have been great. But Tim Allen is sort of perfect for that role as a guy who is coming off of a TV show who's trying to like stay in the spotlight and not be left behind and thought of as just that one character, like the good neighbor really well, well cast. You know? Yeah. I, w- I think, uh, especially when I'm looking back to like comparisons of like how he acted in, uh, the Santa Claus and yeah. other Disney movies. Like I gotta admit, like he, he had a hell of a performance in this movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone did. Um, what I what I really love about the movie, uh, first off, as you will find out by my pitch, uh, I am not a big Star Trek fan, and I have barely watched any of it. I think I've seen a couple of the new movies. Um, exact same here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and like I I don't know this shit inside and out, and I felt like when when we're pitching these this kind of movie. Uh, it's going to be really hard because this movie was a love letter to anyone that's been a fan of anything. And like, sure. being able to resonate with that, like... Yeah, it's I, not specifically Star Trek fans. It's just fans of any sort of project. Yeah. 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 Um, the, only, the only imperfection that I saw is a retroactive imperfection is that... Uh, Missy Pyle has the same haircut in the movie Dodgeball, <laughs> and it is very distracting. Uh, <laughs> like watching this, that's all I was thinking of was her character in that. Uh, one one thing too that I wanted to mention, again, just based off of this documentary, uh, was that there there was very little like studio oversight while they were making the movie. Because DreamWorks was so much more focused on Gladiator at the time. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And 
uh, the one time Steven Spielberg came by set to watch things was the scene where Taggart is telling Mathazar that it's all fake. And he's doing these Lies. scenes and he's like pulling up real, real emotions and stuff. And Spielberg like leans over to the director. He's like, wow, he's really good. Huh? Tim Allen's really a good actor, right? The director's like, yeah, I know, dude. That's why he's in the movie. And, um, <laughs> Fuck off, Spielberg. Yeah. yeah. But then that uh, apparently Alan Rickman in like the most Alan Rickman thing was like um, Tim Allen starts freaking out. He's like, I'm having these emotions. I don't feel comfortable having these emotions right now. I, I need to stop. And he goes back to his trailer. And Alan Rickman is like, oh, well, he finally acted for once. <laughs> <laughs> he just experienced acting. Uh, <laughs> He's probably the best actor in the whole yeah, cast. Yeah. Maybe Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, dude, don't forget Rockwell, about my boy Monk. <laughs> All star. Green Bay's finest. Dude. Yeah, you got Monk, you got Rockwell, you the, got Weaver. Uh, the film debuts of both Justin Long and Rain Wilson. Mm-hmm. And Rain Wilson was supposed to have a much bigger part. He's just an extra. Because they loved him <laughs> he's so just, much. But he's it's essentially an extra. At the same time, he got a pilot that never took off or whatever. So he so he was... No, it was called The Office. That took off. <laughs> yeah. Well, so he was filming this pilot, and that's why he couldn't be on Galaxy Quest oh. as much. Mm. But they wanted him to. Like, he had a much bigger part planned. I wonder if he was the one that was supposed to die. Ooh, could be. By Grapthaw's hammer. <laughs> it took away, I don't know, the Lazarus friend. I forget his name. Yeah. Got shot. I've been shot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Great line. Oh, I'm shot. <laughs> very, uh, very Shakespearean. It's, it's Especially for an Alan Rickman, like, character side I mean side it's, it's Alan Rickman def- it was probably his first role ever and he's supposed to be friends with Alan Rickman so he's getting all of his acting lessons from yeah. Alan Rickman yeah. and all the lessons which is like no emotion mm-hmm. just say everything deadpan mm-hmm. that's how you act Rickman style <laughs> <laughs> oh Rickman style yeah. this was what a wonderful movie I feel like I feel like I didn't even need to rewatch it to be able to write a sequel script for it. I watched it twice today. But I <laughs> That's amazing. Just back to back. Well, yeah, I was I was writing a yeah, writing a scene for it for the sequel. Spoiler. And uh, <laughs> and I just had that on the in the background and I wasn't done writing and it ended. So I'm like take it back. Let's run it again. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh the last thing I want to mention before we, we, we move on was something that I thought was really cool, but that I didn't even notice watching it on TV. I never knew about, because I never saw it in the movie theater, is that there's three different aspect ratios to this movie, where at first it's like the the little square, like you'd see on the old TV show, right? Mm-hmm. And then when it pans or zooms out and you're like, oh, that was the TV show, now we're in the real world, and it goes to this like widescreen but when uh, he's in space for the first time and those doors open up, apparently it changes re- aspect ratios again and goes even wider screen. Ooh. And with the doors opening, the and like space? on TV, you couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. But apparently in the movie theaters, they had a big issue because the projectionists w- wouldn't move the curtains out of the way in time. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the movie is just on these curtains. I mean, they're not given 
Galaxy Quest to the most senior projectionist at the theater <laughs> right. in 1990. That's some pimple-faced 16-year-old eating popcorn the whole right. time. Right. They're also probably not used to the aspect ratio changing. It's like, yeah, well, you're going to show times. this PG movie Galaxy Quest. Okay, so I'm just going to sit down this yeah. whole time? No, this is going to be the hardest job you've ever Uh-huh. Was it really PG? Yeah. Probably. Holy oh, God. screw that. Yeah. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, but you can blatantly see. That's true. Yeah. At the, at the writer who wrote this episode should just <laughs> die. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Did they swear in that whole movie? No. They originally had a, so many swears. And then the year before, Rugrats came out and was G-rated and made a bajillion dollars. So they're like, well, let's let's tone that, tone that back and get a wider audience. And so that's why there's that famous scene where she says clearly, oh, fuck that. <laughs> but they didn't even change her mouth. They just dubbed over it and say, oh, screw that. Oh, I want to point out the actually I just remembered the actual best line of the movie or my favorite line when they go to the get the beryllium sphere mm-hmm. from the little alien planet they got the little the little baby gray aliens yep and they're like they must be miners you know picking up the <laughs> beryllium sphere it's like they're, no they're not miners what are you talking about they gotta be like three years old yeah. Yeah. miners not miners. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite line. I love it. I love it. Uh, I didn't write anything nearly as clever as that. <laughs> I uh, I also want to say that those things uh, with the DreamWorks logo running before it looked uh, looked a little Shrek like. Okay. Those those little monsters. I think they did. Ooh. I think there was a, a specifically something with their ear that kind of okay. kind of had that Shrek You're just twist. Just ear guy. I, I just, I'm gonna I put just, my hair in front. I'm gonna start I just know my, my Shrek, dude. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Shrek uh, 5 next week. Ooh-wee. <laughs> Let's get into our pitches here. All right. All right. Uh, so we'll go ahead and I'll lead us off here. I wrote sort of a trailer slash just opening a couple scenes to this movie. I started writing it and then realized uh, there's a whole lot that needs to happen still. So let's just call this a teaser trailer or something like that. All Um so this is called uh, Galaxy Quest Never Surrender. I'm going to pat myself on the back because I thought that was a pretty <laughs> obviously but good name. Uh, Tom, we're going to have you reading the roles of Jason, Aid, a President, and Mathazar. Sounds good. Steve, you're going to be Larry, Alexander, Silas. And I'll be reading the roles of Officer and Orderly. And I'll also do the uh, stage directions. All right, so this is Galaxy Quest, Never Surrender. Interior office day. Jason enters, holding a piece of paper. He throws the paper on the desk, and we see that it reads canceled in that big red stamp font. Larry, 40s, thin and coked out Hollywood executive type, sits at his desk. Larry, what is this? Look. No, you look. You can't cancel the show. It's real. I'm telling you, there are... Uh, there's there are aliens out there to watch it and use it as a guide for their society. Listen, babe, you gotta stop with that. People are talking. There's always there's sorry. There's nothing I can do. Galaxy Quest is canceled. At least give me a movie. Nah, babe, no can do, babe. Larry, I I need this. 
Sorry, babe. <laughs> Cut to interior house night. Jason is on the phone with Alexander. Yes, I know, Jason. It's tragedy. Oh, come on, Alexander. It's more than that. After Gwen left, look, you're going to be fine. Just go back to playing Lincoln or whatever. It was... It doesn't matter, okay? This is real. You saw it. You know. I know that... I, uh, sorry. I know that nobody can believe what we experienced, and I know better than to push the issue. Why don't you take the experience and use it? Become a real actor. I can't. I can't just ignore Balthazar. Mathazar. Right. <laughs> I have to tell the world. Fade to an asylum five years later. Jason sits in a padded room wearing a straitjacket. Ceres. Ceres! Ceres! Cut to space. A ship approaches Earth. It looks like a green cornucopia. Basically, it's just the same thing as Ceres' uh, ship from the first movie. Cut back to Oval Office, day. The president sits at his desk as the aide walks in. Mr. President, you gotta see this. Aide turns on the TV and we see a creature that looks similar to Ceres on the screen. Bring me Commander Taggart. Get me Taggart. Cut to Desert Arena, day. Several tanks and army soldiers occupy an open desert area a la Mars Attacks. In the center of the group, standing alone, is an officer in his dress uniform. A thud is heard as a cloud of dirt and dust kicks up, obscuring all visuals. As the dust clears, we see Silas, the alien leader holding the officer by the neck off the ground. Who are you? I'm Commander Taggart. You're not Commander Taggart. Silas throws the officer to the side and shoots him with his laser gun, vaporizing the officer. He turns his attention to the rest of the troops, standing in shock, and he vaporizes them all in a big arc before they have a chance to react. Cut to Oval Office. President and aide are watching TV again. Silas is speaking on TV. Do not try to trick me again. I am Silas, son of Saris, and I want Commander Taggart of the Galaxy Quest. Cut to Asylum. Uh, doors open to reveal a sleepless Jason sitting in the light from the doorway. He mutters to himself. Orderly enters and throws a Galaxy Quest costume at the floor in front of Jason. You're up, Commander. Cut to Desert Arena, same thing. Jason stands along, uh, stands alone in the same clearing as previous. He wears his Galaxy Quest costume and stands tall. Thud and dust billows out just as previous. This time, as the dust settles, Silas is further from Jason, staring at him. Silas, Silas looks Jason up and down. Long have I waited for this. Let me guess. You're here to kill me? When I tire of the noises you make, then I will kill you. Silas shoots Jason with a device that shocks him. As Jason doubles over in pain, he becomes encased in a blue goo and shot up into the sky. Silas runs to where Jason was and looks up to the sky. No! Fade to interior of a ship. Jason groggily stands to see himself in a dark room. A door slides up to open. Beyond the door is a brilliant white light, 
A familiar silhouette enters the doorway. Mm, hello, old friend. Fade <laughs> 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 to title, Galaxy Quest. Cut to a montage. The main theme kicks in, and we see the old cast in different positions and how they look now. Notably, Brandon is an overweight guy sitting at a computer with Mountain Dew cans and pop figurines all around his desk. As the music builds, we hear Jason recite his classic line. Never give up. Never surrender. As he utters never surrender, we cut back to the title and the subtitle fills in never surrender. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited to see Mathazar as the uh, the hero returning. Yes. He is the uh, the key who can get Captain Taggart back back to his his original brawn and brain and yeah can take down of course and of course it's the brother and it's just like silence um yeah i wanted i was i was into the idea of because in the first movie he tries to convince everyone and no one believes him until he just gets sucked over there yeah so i kind of like the idea that now he's trying to convince the world that it's real and nobody (laughs) believes him well yeah 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 (laughs) Uh, it's like he, Daniel Radcliffe coming up here and be like, Voldemort's real. And I'm going to be like, all right, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Milking it a little too much there. Yeah, I don't know really where it goes beyond that, but I just like that idea of... Oh, it's Captain Taggart and Malthazar taking on, taking on Silas mm-hmm. again. The old team back at yeah. it again. Yeah, but... I guess in the first movie, they have some place to grow, right? He goes from being cocky actor man to being an actual leader of people. Well, yeah, he's got somewhere and, to go from here. It's it's This is just the trailer. That's so true. we can, he can, for a good portion of movies, he's he's like a, in, in the same design, a straitjacket, and he's he's probably got some nerves to kick out of his own head. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's, people are saying it's fake. I know it's real, and maybe, yeah. Yeah, it's completely realistic for a movie to have someone be committed because <laughs> they went on a space adventure and then that space adventure crashed down to Earth in front of a bunch of other people who Special I guess effects, bro. I guess don't agree and completely buy it as it's a it's a gag. Um yeah, I can see how that would make you go crazy. <laughs> well, when that ship crashed into the Comic-Con, everyone was still yeah. alive for some reason. So yeah. No- yeah, it was all planned. It was special effects. Uh, <laughs> Thank God no one was in the parking lot. <laughs> Those cars were flying. I, 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 got, I, I recently bought a new car, and I, I saw that. I just got scared for my own car. <laughs> Sp- <laughs> Looking outside. Yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home is just a ripoff of... Mysterio is just a ripoff of mm-hmm. Galaxy Quest. It's all yes, special. Yes. Actually, I saw something that was like, uh, I liked Galaxy Quest better when it was Three Amigos. And it blew my mind. I'm like, yeah, they are basically the same movie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Steve, why don't you take us through your Three Amigos ripoff? Okay, great. <laughs> Um, all right, so mine is called. Uh, I gotta pull it up. Okay, it is called Galaxy Quest Two: The Following Genesis. Um, yeah, yeah, that obvi- yeah, obviously, yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, we're gonna have uh, 
we're gonna have like the next generation yep. show up. Yep. Um that that's definitely happening. And like the I guess a big overlying like arc for the movie is dealing with how you know shit that you loved when you were a kid gets rebooted and now there's a whole new uh like new fan base to, that love that way more than the old stuff and okay. you know it's basically every comic con for the past 30 years okay. so this is um, going to be on disney plus yeah it could be wouldn't be oh, wouldn't the be Lion the first King thing i did yeah <laughs> no there's there's no other like uh other kind of properties that come into it. Um, I was thinking about making like a Star Wars uh, thing, but calling them like uh, uh, space battles. Like that, <laughs> that, that was my name for the Are Star Are you just holding a thesaurus and looking up? Okay, <laughs> yeah. Next generation well, following oh. Genesis. Hey, <laughs> Star <if> Wars, <laughs> space battles. Uh, just, just wait till I get to the names of those okay. people. All right. Um, so the, the whole original cast is in it. Um, they've, uh, they finished their second run. So this movie is like 10 years after. So it would come out in, uh, like 2010, um, with okay. all the actors from the, from the beginning. Um, just, just to avoid any confusion, I'm going to call, uh, the actors, their names, not the character names, just because I didn't remember all of the character names. As you were writing it? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, so here we go. This is, this is going to be easier for all of us. I understand. Okay? I understand. Um, <laughs> so they, they had a good run. This is five years after it ended. Um, they have five seasons and a movie. Oh, uh, it's community. Yep. Okay. Um, and the movie was basically just Galaxy Quest 1. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Uh, okay, so uh, it revitalized all of their careers. Tim Allen is now the lead on the CSI Chicago, uh -huh. and he's starring in movies every now and again. Uh, Sigourney Weaver is an actual movie star. Uh, her movie career is kind of like her own movie career. Um, so it's super meta. Uh, <laughs> Alan Rickman is playing in a prestige drama about Prince Charles on HBO. It's his dream role. It's everything he ever wanted. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, uh, Monk is still Monk. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of them, including Sam Rockwell, are, uh, you know, big characters on TV and movies and stuff. Anyway, the aliens, uh, they try to get in contact with them, but they are too busy. Uh, Justin Long, he's kind of, be he's kind of gotten popularity because of this whole experience. And, uh, he's now like a Chris Hardwick at okay. these comic cons. He's hosting them. He's always there. He's in the zeitgeist of any nerddom that comes out into the world. Always got the quips. Yep. Always. He's Justin Long, baby. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, he sees the aliens back at another Comic-Con, and they're going over to talk to the following Genesis crew. Um, so, uh, hold on, uh, that, that cast is a lot cooler. Uh, <laughs> they're like a grittier reboot, and they are so much more popular than the old show. It's like Game of Thrones in 2013 level, like, popular with everyone. Yes, okay. Um, and, you know, for this, the OG cast has kind of been pushed aside to the to the, the back of the exhibit hall. 
You know, they're they're doing eleven a.m. Mm-hmm. opening oh. sessions. Yeah, they're, not... do, they're doing guest stars on Columbo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For the nanas and pop pops that drive <laughs> to Comic Con. Okay, so here's the new cast. Uh, Charles Dance. That's right. Tywin Lannister himself is Timothy Raphael Menard. <laughs> <laughs> uh carl urban is psyker uh, yeah. <laughs> this is definitely just pulled out like the thesaurus <laughs> your yeah. rhyme book yeah yeah star trek fans don't be upset at this this is like i don't know anything about this stuff and oh they're like, al- they're already turned this off yeah <laughs> trekkies have already turned this off yeah. uh, <laughs> Uh, John Cusack is, uh, he plays a character called Info. <laughs> uh, Danny Trejo is Narf. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, Jessica Chastain is Nev Blusher. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> So Justin Long tells Tim Allen and like Tim Allen walks off set to investigate. Dick Wolf is there and he's seen smoking a cigarette in the darkness and he takes a call and he recedes further into the darkness. Dun, dun, dun. Um, uh, so at one point in the movie, there's like the three, the three lead com- commanders. So it's, uh, you know, Tim Allen, Charles Dance and uh, Mathazar, the yeah, the, yeah. Enrico yeah. Cantalini. I wrote, I wrote, no I wrote this he in. Just shoot me, I wrote this I in just so I could say it. They they ask why are we all here, and he just goes, "We need more help." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the villain is, uh, like, less space generic, uh, like, conquering alien. He's a more cerebral alien with him and his whole crew of cerebral aliens that look basically like humans, but they have dog ears, like, kind of pinned back. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, you know, you know how like on Star Trek, like I think that there are like people yeah, that I'm, like, I'm just picturing like John Candy from Spaceballs. Is that what they're all? <laughs> I guess I'm thinking. I'm thinking more. That's what I thought Danny Trejo would be. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking more like uh, um, what's it called? Um, uh, 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 the guy from Jupiter Ascending, uh, okay. Channing Tatum from Jupiter Ascending. Okay, more of that. Um, Wait, you hold on. You're trying to think of. Channing Tatum in the first movie you thought of was Jupiter Ascending? No, 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 no. In that movie, in that movie, spoiler alert for that movie, uh, he's, his like character is like a space being, but it's like half man and then like half dog. And that's, okay. yeah, but that, that's why he has like dog shaped ears. So I was okay. like, yeah, those okay. work. I, and I also in- haven't seen, I was with you. I was like, why is that the movie for Channing Tatum? Uh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> is that, imagine a boxer dog's ears. Okay. Like, okay, there Tri- are uh, it's, uh, that are yeah. ears. Yeah, triangle ears. Tri- All right, ears. moving past ears. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a big scene between Charles Dance and Tim Allen. Both are highlighting great elements of each of their shows. Tim is all about, oh, it's so much fun and adventure. It all gets tied up at the end. And then Charles Dance is more like, oh, but ours is about 
character development and exploration in not just space, but also in one's soul. Uh, they butt heads on actual missions because they both try to lead as their own show would dictate. Uh, but um, most of the team, they go through this kind of experience with their own counterparts. Uh, you know, so it leads to shenanigans and okay. shit. Um, but you know, you eventually find out that by the by the end, that the bad alien aliens are run by Dick Wolf. <laughs> dun dun dun! <laughs> His ears change, and Dick Wolf, uh, he uh, he's creating space. <laughs> he's creating space conflicts. What kind of for... dog ears are those now? <laughs> <laughs> Wolf life. <laughs> Get it? Um, <laughs> he creates space conflicts for material so he can stop writing law dramas and start writing his love, beloved sci-fi. Um, everyone learns how to work together, defeat Dick Wolf, and then they crash into the Emmys. Uh, Hollywood has a moment of self-realization and how they take their art too seriously sometimes, realizing there are bigger things in the galaxy to worry about. They'll never do it again. Cut to a montage of alien-related TV shows. <laughs> Reality TV shows. So everybody's out of work. <laughs> everybody wants to watch aliens all the time. Um, title card, 10 years later. Tim, uh, Tim, uh, sorry, it's at an audition for like a commercial, like a one-line like thing. Mm -hmm. Right, Tim Allen comes in, he sits down, out of the other door walks Charles Dance. Uh, you know, they look at each other, they kind of shake hands, smile, and then they, for some reason, say their catchphrases just to tie up the warmth at the end of the movie. <laughs> um, so he goes, never give up, never surrender. And then Charles Dance fires oh, out, a, allow it to be. <laughs> 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 they grin and they go their separate ways. The end. Then they, then, then they play. Uh, it's been a long day without you, my friend. Charles Dance is looking back up on an escalator going down. We've come a long way from where we began. No, we started. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. Tell you. When I see you again. Oh my god, it's amazing. Epic Year 2. It's Star Trek Avengers. It is Star Trek Avengers. <laughs> I, uh, but Hollywood. Uh, I picture when they're doing alien reality TV shows, an ep a show where it's just like the aliens from Signs and it's called The Floor is Water. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that could totally be one of them. <laughs> it's just like, like the montage is just somebody clicking <laughs> over and over again. I think my my entire knowledge of signs aliens is from Scary Movie Four. So yeah, <laughs> but I think it's the same. I think they're scared of water. I think so. Yeah, yeah. their hand, their fingers are dicks or something. Something like that. Yeah, that's like all that. like ten years ago. Their hats keep getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Cat in the Hat. That is Cat in the Hat. Well, there's Nate. Nate, the other roommate. Oh. He's silent but deadly. He's not deadly. Um, Four horsemen ride again. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, awesome. That was, yeah, I, I would 
I would see that. I would watch that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll piss everybody off. I just want to see Danny Trejo in a Star Trek movie. I do too. <laughs> Danny <laughs> Trejo. Oh. It's like they set phasers to set phasers to start. I only got my machete. (laughs) (laughs) What were you telling me earlier about the the new uh, Muppets TV show? Has an episode where it's Danny Trejo and the Swedish chef like facing off over their mustaches. They they meet each other for the first time and alpha male each other. They start like petting their own stash, (laughs) (laughs) like trying to peacock it a little. (laughs) And then the host of the show is to break them up. the most wholesome fun you can get i love that oh more danny trejo more muppets tom i hope you've got danny trejo and or muppets uh that's actually the the title of mine was galaxy quest danny trejo and muppets no i've got a uh this is a direct sequel you know no no time has passed this this came out the next year this came out in the year 2000 yes um this is the well. This this could be the opening scene to the movie. Okay. Um, it is about a week after the past events, and we open up in a in a courtroom, and now they have to you know, speak for the many crimes that they <laughs> that they did in yes. the in the movie. Yes. Um, so with three people, I, I it, we've got uh, the Nisa judge the. I forget what that stood for in the movie. I I don't remember either. Something something space National Exploration of Space Association or something. I like sh- that? I actually think that's actually I think that's like exactly right. It makes the most sense. I so just like to pull things out of my butt. That was that's the first right. one that came. But uh, yes, we will have Steve. You will be the Nisa judge. Okay. Chris, you will be um, Doctor Lazarus. Okay. And I will be Peter Taggart. And uh, I'll also read stage directions. And this is called... Before you get started... I gotta get my my Rickman down. What's this... Yeah, (laughs) while you work on that... uh, Why do you want this judge to sound? Want to sound like Judy? Want to sound like... I was picturing uh, Tyler Perry. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But I think that's because in Star Trek, the 2001, he was a judge. Yes, yes, he was. So, <laughs> um, very high and mighty, yeah. very, uh, you know, chest yeah. out and great. Tyler Perry, not Medea. Not Medea. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> and I mean, once he told the description, I was like, oh, okay, I see that. The judge from The Simpsons. So, yeah. yes, it. yes. <laughs> this is, um, we all, we all say, got this great. I'm ready to go. All right, this is Galaxy Quest Two: The Wrath of Khan Cave. <laughs> Interior courtroom. Nisa Judge sits high on his bench with an intimidating gaze, watching over the defendant in his officer's uniform. The defendant stands alone, proudly in his cocky demeanor. It is Jason Nesmith, known more commonly as the Commander Peter Taggart, leader of the Nisa Protector. Alexander Dane, also known as Dr. Lazarus, stands next to Peter Taggart as his counsel. The courtroom is full of Nisa cadets and Nisa soldiers. The remainder of the Nisa protector crew stands front row behind Peter Taggart, 
Nisa Judge bangs his gavel three times. Bang, bang, bang. Commander <laughs> Peter Taggart, you are charged with a litany of crimes over your span as commander of the Protector, including manslaughter of countless crew members due to negligence, breaking galactic child labor laws <laughs> with an 11-year-old boy as your pilot, genocide, theft, and the destruction of a Comic-Con. Overall, just being a dick. How do you plead? Uh, never give up, never surrender. Oh, Jesus. Right. So we'll mark that down as not guilty then. Opening statement. Dr. Lazarus, counsel. It's Alexander. Damn it, I'm an actor, not whatever this is. A lawyer. Just stand up and say, live long and prosper or something. Leaning too hard, Jason. Listen, Your Honor. It was all a TV show, right? Nothing was real. Commander, we have you on record saying it's all real. We saw <laughs> you kill the warlord Ceres at San Diego Sci-Fi Con last week. Well... That wasn't all me, my crew. No, now, let's not all about you. I don't know what that voice was. That was not. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, now, it's not all about you. Now that you're on trial, you share the spotlight, you hack. Order, order, commander. Honestly, your honor, we saved the entire theremin race. I feel like we deserve some reward here, some merit. Oh. That same theremin? Squid race that your tech sergeant Chen was getting it on with? <laughs> you, you were openly promoting bestiality for your crew? I wouldn't be bragging about that, sir. I thought it was prosthetics. <laughs> no. Honestly, what is this? Is this a serious trial here or some kind of reunion episode? I never would have signed on to this blasted Galaxy Quest show if I knew I would be hashing out the same old, same old every year. I was an actor once. Five curtain calls. Five curtain calls. Five curtain calls. Five curtain calls. You call yourself an actor and you still can't commit to your biggest role, Alexander. Sorry, your honor. Full speed ahead. Commander, we will be here all day unless you... Suddenly, an alien starship crashes through the roof of the courtroom. A giant explosion erupts from the starship. Debris is thrown all over. Large chunks of cement rooftop come crashing down on the people below. Peter Taggart and Dr. Lazarus are thrown back from the blast. Terrible screams are heard from all over as the dust settles. All people in the courtroom, including Nisa Judge and the entire protector crew, stand. Spectacularly, no one is injured. <laughs> and not a single person has a scratch on them. <laughs> Peter and Dr. Lazarus stand in awe as before them towers an absurdly muscular humanoid man with an almost orange skin dressed in what appears to be an intergalactic general's uniform. The humanoid grins. By Grapthar's hammer, Khan Caves. And <laughs> <laughs> see. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
So, sounds like we wrote the same movie. We pretty <laughs> much did, yeah. <laughs> um, That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I. Yeah, that's how it opens. It opens with the courtroom scene. Yeah. You know, he's got... Just like in all Star Trek, you know, you got the red shirts and that's like the death sentence. And mm-hmm. I feel like some captain has to explain for that. Yeah. I You did a really good job of capturing their voices as characters, I thought. Like, that's that's how the commander and Dr. Lad, like, that's, that was their... How they would talk to each other, talking over each other. but And also, like... Just how they would talk to a third party that they're supposed to be respectful of. Like, that was just great job. That's all. Thank yeah, you. That was great. Yeah, I loved, um, <clears throat> I loved the, uh, the, the judge just calling him out for all of the shit that he's, he's done. Mm-hmm. Like, really putting these heroes on trial. Um, yeah, man. That was a great pilot job. Getting it on with a squid. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that 11-year-old pilot, by the way, Corbin Blue, who went on to have a Disney career. As, oh, that's, uh, uh he's like High School Musical. High School Musical, yeah. Yeah, yeah bro. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, so, cool. Galaxy Quest was everyone's start. Uh, yeah. It's like the, <laughs> it's like the sci-fi version of What Hot American Sun. Yeah. I think mine uh, went uh, a little more Star. I tried to lean even more into Star Trek on that uh, one. I like it with well, I, and the uh, Wrath of Khan yeah. cave and I. I mean, that's on. where you go with the sequel. Yeah, is is Wrath of Khan. Yeah, right. Uh, that's because as we learned from the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, there's nowhere else to go with a Star Trek sequel except for the Wrath of Khan. <laughs> uh, no, it was not Khan. He's fucking Khan. Of course he was. <laughs> I no, even, it was uh, whatever his name was. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even see the original Star Trek movies, and I knew of Khan. And so when they're like, he's not Khan, I'm like, of course he's fucking Khan. Even I got <laughs> mad when Spock yelled Khan. I was yeah. like, damn it, he doesn't say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> damn Abrams. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, that was... I feel, I feel like these all sort of meld together, mm-hmm. and we could have a world where they go through their shit, and then they have, they go to the next part where they're living out this like post adventure life, and but and but maybe Jason doesn't have a career. Maybe he's the one that's so adamant that it's all real that he goes cra- he goes yeah. to the insane asylum. Yeah, and then the aliens that. do show up, mm-hmm. and it's Con Concave Concave, <laughs> and they have to have that big old fight. Yeah. That's that all tracks. And then they make a Netflix movie about it. Okay. Let's get to work, boys. <laughs> You're listening, Netflix. We're coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hire us. Um, <laughs> no, this is... I love this movie so much. I think I would agree with David Mamet. It's a perfect movie. And yeah. I love all, all of these pitches. <laughs> I think this is, this is what the sequel would be. Because how how else would you make a sequel to this movie? This it's yeah, so it's, hard. It's yeah. A, this one is definitely the toughest one. I think they would just we've have done. to go on a new adventure. Yeah, I just the, yeah. I, instead of instead of space, it's now on Earth. Right. I'm pretty sure that's like every yeah. Star Trek. And if the first adventure is itself. already so meta, and yeah. how do you raise the stakes on that? Just make it more meta. That's referencing right. That reference the reference. <laughs> yeah. 
By crashing into the Emmys. <laughs> By crashing into the Emmys, that's right. The floor is water. Uh, <laughs> Tom, Tom, why don't you, uh, before we get out of here, uh, let us know if you have anything you'd like to plug or how uh, our listeners can follow you on social media maybe or any of that. Uh, yes, you can follow me on social media by my Instagram at tfarley3. Uh, that's numeral three. And uh, you can see me streaming live um, with uh, the Laughter Party on Saturdays. Um, Saturdays all all September long. Um, you can just go on the Laughter Party on YouTube and we stream live on, on Saturdays. Um, How about October? Realistically, this is probably going to air in like three-ish weeks, two or three weeks. So I, you barring don't any yet. theaters yeah. opening again, yes, we will be <laughs> yeah, on in, yeah. in October as well. I think that's and a good likelihood. With, yeah. uh, if this is going to be, now that we're in October, uh, our Patreon probably just launched. Okay. So go follow our Patreon. And um, even though it's October right now, I, I don't really have much more information. <laughs> even yeah. though it's out. Yeah. 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 Um, thank you. Thank you. I will, uh, I will be checking out laughter party more. I've seen a couple of the, uh, episodes, I guess shows it's, shows, yeah. it's mostly just like stand up, but over the internet so that we do a lot people of people uh, from all different, you know, cities or arenas can get together. We do like at midnight stuff. Okay. Comment on a say, comment on a picture. Yeah. yeah. If you like at midnight, yeah. Yeah. You'd like this. Yes. Awesome. Uh, well, fantastic. Anything else you'd like to uh, to plug for anybody? Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Easy peasy. Uh, well, in that case, uh, I would love to keep talking to you guys, but I need to get out of here. I need to rob Nakatomi Tower of the three million dollars in bearer bonds. Sorry, I I gotta run. Um, this gym across the street is uh, threatening <laughs> to take my gym, and I have to defeat them <laughs> using the five skills of dodgeball: dodge, dip, dive, duck, and dodge. And I gotta get out of here. Uh, my parents got turned into pigs, and I gotta make sure a bunch of spirits get their baths so they can turn back into my parents. <laughs> what is that? Spirited away. Oh, I've never seen it. <laughs> well, parents get turned into pigs, and then a ten-year-old girl has to give a bunch of baths to a bunch of spirits. Hey, before we get out of here, just want to give a quick shout out to Miss Kira Rednizak, who did the artwork for today's episode. It is her own unique vision of a sequel based only on the movie that we were doing she doesn't know yet uh she hasn't heard any of these bitches so i, I love her take on it and I look forward to seeing more in the future <laughs> <laughs>